It's time for Love Talk with the Love Lady, celebrating Easter with you on this great Easter weekend. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn and Lady Evelyn, <laughs> the Lady of Love, some people call me. I have had such an exciting week and uh, just been blessed beyond measure the last month with that big birthday party. And we're seeing people just come back to saying, Evelyn, how do you do it? And I said, I just follow the steps of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk today about how it is we do that because life is um, what it is sometimes. Absolutely. Good morning, Miss Evelyn, the first lady of love. That is correct. And you have found the love ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. Welcome to Love Talk, friends, here on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. It's a beautiful time in Texas, and God is working as we lead with love across Texas and America. And of course, on the line, we have our beautiful, wonder filled friend. Kathy Enderbrock. Hey, Kath. Hey, Coach Carrie. Hey, Miss Evelyn. It's great to be with you guys this morning. I love this Easter season. I've just mm-hmm. been pressing into God's Word, uh, just experiencing walking through Good Friday. Friends, I'll tell you, if you missed our program last Saturday, uh, we we talked about approaching the mm. cross of Easter, and you can get that program on our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. It was such a help to me, and now we get to do this Easter program, Life in Jesus, L-I-F-E, life, and what that means as we uh, celebrate the life that Christ has offered us this Easter season. It's great to be with you ladies this morning. And friends, it's great to be with you. Grab your hot coffee or your hot tea, and we're going to love talk this Saturday morning. Absolutely. You know, friends, tomorrow. And love, listen. You know, you talk, but somebody's got to (laughs) listen. That's right. And we're going to talk about that today. That's our first um, point today is how we listen to God's voice. And, you know, tomorrow's Easter, friends. Mm. Resurrection Day, the day that we celebrate the cornerstone of our faith, a living faith with a living and risen Savior. What a message that is. Um, you know, I, I've been pondering what that first Easter day must mm. have been like, you know, as the buzz of um, wonder and maybe uh perplexed views filled the air, it was obvious that something was unusual, that something big had taken place, yet no one seemed to quite have a handle on it. There was a flurry of activity from the very people who were too afraid to be seen or heard after the violent activities of the week. Surely something had happened, but what was it? We're going to examine that today. And as we think about that in terms of what that means for us in our world mm. right now, Jesus was dead, he was buried, and he has now risen from the dead. He is light. He, he is alive and he gives us life, L-I-F-E, life. This weekend, we celebrate life. You know, I love spring um out where we live, we see baby birds and we see little baby fawns all over the place with their mamas and they're so cute. They have their spots and um, our house backs up to a big piece of land. It's not our land, but we get to enjoy um, what's out there. And there's the, the cows with their little babies out there. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fun. And as everything mm-hmm. starts blooming and popping with color, it's just a reminder each day that life is precious. And it's, it's the creator of it. Uh, right. The creator. Absolutely. And it's a blessing, Miss Evelyn. And you've been blessed with 90 wonderful, fantastic, amazing years. And you are just still love talking and love walking, living each day. And I know that you've had a, a big week this me- week, Miss Evelyn. Tell our listeners what's been going on in your world this well, week. Well, just trying to recuperate and get back into the routine. Uh, you know, I've had some issues. And um, we had a, a big thing with uh, our friend uh, last night and uh, uh, just 
it seems like we're just back in that mode, or I feel like I'm back in the track. Good. Back able, in the swing of things. Huh? And, yeah. You know, when you're cut, set in a house or somewhere for nine months, and yeah. they won't let you have a key to get out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I am really praising the Lord for the recovery I've had, and I, we've had so many uh friends that have called and said, could I come and wash your dishes? And I said, no, nope, man does that. <laughs> what about the, uh, this? The man does that. <laughs> but it is a joyful time as we look with our grandchildren mm-hmm. uh, and our great children, mm-hmm. uh, how we're going to celebrate this thing we call life. What is that? Well, life, um, as we're going to explore it today, L, listen carefully to God's word for you. I Identify who you are Mm. in Christ. F, follow through with that identity that he has given you. And E, exclaim and proclaim. Now, Miss Evelyn, I've got to give you credit. You know, you taught me how to do this acrostic uh, through the years. uh, So I had a lot of fun uh, working on this program for everyone today. Our key verse, 1 Peter 1.3, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. What an absolute blessing to know that we have something better, something greater waiting for us through our Father, Jesus. Now, Kathy, uh, tomorrow's Easter, but girl, we know you have been working, working on My Voice, His Heart, your new book, your new Bible study. Um, and tell, tell our listening friends about this. Well, Carrie, you know, it ties in with our uh, prayer CDs. We have a, a prayer CD that's a prayer for beginners, and uh, it's basically a, a a virtual coach, if you will, that mm. that helps women learn how to pray, not by just teaching them uh, information about the Bible or giving them more more knowledge about the Bible, but by helping them begin to start to pray by finding their voice before God. And uh, you know, I have been asked over the years, oh, is there some is there like a worksheet or something like that that goes with these downloadable MP3s? And I've always said, like, well, gosh, no. And uh, some a girlfriend of mine over from um, a church in San Antonio, she said, would you be willing to write a book that would go with your Prayer for Beginners CD for our women at our church so that we can learn how to pray? Uh, because, friends, it's just critical that we draw into that relationship uh, with Jesus Christ, that we build that intimate relationship And so uh, I thought, you know, I can do this. And I thought it will take me about six months. I've written training before and I've written bits of books and contributed before. But it took me a year to put this together. Mm -hmm. And really all in, it has been almost two years all in from the first time that I went to my board to get uh, approval and uh, to, you know, now that this is finally getting done. So it's my voice, his heart, and uh, it's going to be ready for all of our fall Bible studies. Um, And if you're interested, you can email me at Kathy, that's Kathy with a C, C C-A-T-H-Y, at letspraytoday.com, L-E-T-S-P-R-A-Y-T-O-D-A-Y.com. The the first five churches that sign up to commit to um, giving the Bible study to their women's ministry, I will fly out and um, kick off the Bible study for the ladies for that church. So um, anyway, I'm really excited about what the fall's going to look like. And I'll tell you, I, I was talking with Vicki Porterfield, and Miss Evelyn, you mentioned yes. your friend and yes. getting together this week. Um, so I was talking with, with Vicki Porterfield because um, – in the book, I, I actually help ladies select a Bible. You know, how do you go and select a Bible? What What are the differences between a study Bible, yeah. a chronological Bible, uh, you know, the living Bible, the different translations that are out there? And um, I also talk about the different types of, of prayer, whether it's declarative prayer mm-hmm. or topical prayer, just different types of prayer. And Vicki Porterfield is such uh, an expert on all of this. I mean, she's just 
uh, just amazing when it comes to prayer and everything that she's done in her ministry. And so she told me, Miss Evelyn, about this training that she is giving mm-hmm. Wednesday nights at First Baptist Pflugerville Church. And she says everyone can attend, anyone and everyone. She's she is making it a no cost training, which is fantastic. If you get Vicki Porterfield mm-hmm. and don't have to pay for a seat, that's amazing. Uh, and Miss Evelyn, so it's at First Baptist Pflugerville Church yeah. Wednesdays, the last two Wednesdays in March and the first two Wednesdays in April. Mm-hmm. Vicky says, hey, if you if you miss the first two, don't let that stop you. Come to the last two. So, friends, I'm telling you, this Wednesday night from 530 to 630 p.m., it will be the best hour that you could possibly invest for your week. Go to Pflugerville Baptist Church. Walk into the main sanctuary. It begins at 530, uh, and it just is one hour. So our remaining weeks are April 7th and April 14th. You're not going to want to miss that. Yes, we've been working on that for a while, and um, we we don't have a pastor right now. Our friend uh, Steve is serving, and uh, we were talking about prayer one day with him, uh, and he's a really precious guy. Uh, and he, I said, well, you know, there's a lot of women out there uh, that are pushing prayer in a lot of different places. And uh, he he looked at me and he said, how did you know that? And I said, well, I have my connections. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, she did a really good, I didn't get to go that first one. I was sick. Uh, but I was there last night. We promoted Love Talk and uh, all the books that we've, you know, written. And uh, it was just really a great night. People, it's like going out of town on your birthday or, or, you know, Saturday night. And you get up and go somewhere to have a lot of our friends, you know, together, mm-hmm. sharing together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that we need to touch on today when what the women did when they went to the cross. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. did they do when they went to the cross? Oh, Miss Evelyn, we have so much to talk about today. Oh, I tell you, that's right. And I'm so thankful to hear that there were so many people there last night, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn. We have yeah. so missed community over the last months. I, I mean, it is a hole in people's lives. I noticed it was a lot more in the pre, in between people, not old people, not young people, and uh, some, some from other churches mm-hmm. who knew me, and you know, we had an opportunity to visit. But uh, I tell you, we've I've, we've done a lot of things with with her through the years, mm-hmm. and she. She made her mark last night. Well, you can unbelievable. Well, you can find our interview with Vicki Porterfield on Love Talk Network um, on our archives. We interviewed her, um, goodness, probably about six months ago. I would think it was. I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the exact date, but you can certainly find that in our archives at Love Talk Network if you're looking for more information. Friends, today we're talking about life, and Miss Evelyn hit the nail on the head right there. You know what did the women find? When they went to the empty tomb, you know, the crucifixion of Jesus took place on a Friday. Mm -hmm. And that's what we call Good Friday. And last week we talked about why is it called Good Friday? Well, because the cross ultimately brings life. And and, it's the life that can't die. That's right, Miss Evelyn. That's exactly right. And, you know, so it is good for us. because, yeah. And that was our whole program last week, approaching the cross yeah. brings us live. And we're just piggybacking on that today. You know, the, it, the crucifixion began at about 9 a.m. And at midday, the Bible says it became dark and it stayed dark for three hours. And each of the, of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, have their own accounts of what happened. And Jesus' final words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It is finished. And Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, best historians can, can put together, Jesus died. And the earth shook and the rocks split apart and the curtain which separated the most holy place inside the temple from the rest of the building was ripped from top to bottom. Um, A Roman soldier pierced Jesus' side to confirm that he was dead and he told Pilate that Jesus was dead. And Jesus' body was taken down and placed in a tomb which was sealed with a huge boulder. And soldiers guarded that tomb to stop anyone from stealing the body of the man who claimed to be the king. 
in each of these gospel accounts, women came to the tomb of Jesus. When we return to Love Talk, we'll find out. What do you think the women expected to find when they reached the tomb and what they did find when they got there? Friends, when we return to Love Talk, we have so much to explore today on this day before Easter, right here on Love Talk, right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk on the Bridge, Texas, Austin. We are building bridges of love and leadership here on KTXW 101.1 FM and 11.20 AM. It is great to be with you this beautiful Saturday morning. We are talking about our life in Jesus. That's life spelled L-I-F-E. And we're going to talk about what that life looks like and how we live out that life each and every day. Well, friends, you have joined us in our second segment. If you've missed our first one, uh, Coach Carrie Brinkater gave us this beautiful lead-in about the what was happening on that Good Friday when Jesus was um, hung on that cross and everything that happened surrounding it. And uh, it was violent, and it was unexpected, and it was mournful. And the next day, we see the women rushing to the tomb. Now, this is a tomb where Jesus had been wrapped in burial cloths. He had been laid in a tomb. A massive boulder had been placed in front of this tomb. And two Roman guards had been set Mm -hmm. on either side of the entrance. Now, if the Roman guards allowed anything to happen to that body, they would lose their head. It would be ultimate death for them. So they weren't going to sleep. They they were going to be staying up all night and uh, guarding uh, the entrance to that tomb. But now the women, uh, they rushed to the tomb. And uh, we see this happening, Miss Evelyn. What what did the women expect to, to find when they were rushing to Jesus' tomb? I think they were thinking that um, Jesus was what he said he was. You mm-hmm. ever think about that? Mm-hmm. They went because they loved him mm-hmm. and enjoyed him, I'm sure. Doesn't say anything about any of the guys being there. They no. probably were, you know, sat at home praying like most men did at that time. Well, I do believe that they just thought this is the last thing I can do for the one that loves me more than anybody else in this world. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot going on in their heads. And as they sat, you know, as they bowed down, with the essence, the stuff they had, to be part of the funeral, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, uh, immediately, you know, that was probably stopped. But I think they did what everybody does today when it comes to Easter. It is the one day, the one day, that we stop and thank the Father for the Son that gives us life and life eternal. Mm. You know... I think these women were brave. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, absolutely. And they, and they, you're right, Miss Evelyn, you know, they saw this as a way to honor mm. um, a man who had brought them great joy. I think it was because they believed in him, too. Sure. I, he taught about that. I'm going away mm-hmm. and I'll come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they believed him. And, and I'm they sure, just... sure they didn't fully understand, mm-hmm. right? Because if we if we really think about this, so he died on Friday, so Saturday I'm sure they mourned and and you know went about their business, and this is Sunday that they're heading to the tomb, but they didn't find Jesus. <laughs> they found they found the leavings. That's right, <laughs> the, leave- the leavings. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, the leavings. Yes, the and we are that. <laughs> <laughs> it's important for us. To really examine the words in the scriptures as we begin to dissect what happened and how we look at through a lens of how Jesus gives us a life. There's four accounts of the resurrection day, Miss Evelyn, right? There's one in each of the Gospels, one in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There And I found this wonderful thing on a website called JesusWalk.com. It's just a parallel of the four accounts. So it gives the the scriptures from Matthew, the scriptures from Mark, the scriptures from Luke and John, all next to each other so that they're easy to see. And each of the accounts differs a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, same general things. 
it, the, the differences are basically how you and I might tell a story, Ms. Evelyn. I am not as eloquent as you. I, I don't <laughs> put words together as well as you do. So my account is going to be a little bit different if we mm-hmm. were uh, recounting the same course of action that we, that we witnessed. Um, but all accounts are the same in this, that the tomb was empty. empty. The no tomb doubt. was empty. And so Mary Magdalene and her friends go to the tomb. And they encounter an angel. And the angel says to the women, do not, this is in Mark, Mark 28. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Kathy, why is it so important as we talk about life, L-I-F-E, to listen to the words of the Father. You know, I think it's because we go into things with our own expectations. These ladies had gone to the tomb planning to anoint a dead body. Mm -hmm. They were mournful. They were sad. They had these these expectations. And like you said, Coach Ferry, the, the angels met them there. It's so important that we listen carefully to God's words for us. So um, now it's funny because in in Luke 24, uh, um, verses 5 through 6, it says, um, when the angel, when, when they see the angel, it says, in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. Um, but the men said to them, this is the angel said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead. And so, friends, I think this is amazing is um, when we are going to Jesus Christ, we need to understand that we are going to a living God. We are not going to uh, a dead prophet. When we open God's word, it is the living word, and it's meant for us to live out today. And I love it because these women had walked with Jesus. They had talked with him. For the last, some of them had known him <clears throat> his whole life, and and others had been um, known him intimately the last three years, and they missed him, and they, they mourned him. And so, friends, I just, I want to ask you, have you ever been uh, so afraid and, and so desperate that you put your face to the ground um, and really listen to God? I think there are moments when, when God says, hey, just calm down. Just be still. It's time to stop doing, and it's time to start mm-hmm. listening. Mm. You know, that has been so important for me in, in more several times in my life. And as I started thinking about this, when I could vividly remember literally being on my hands and knees and putting my face to the floor to just be as quiet as I could, but not only that, it was a cry of desperation to my father, you know, Lord, listen, I don't know what else to do. I need to hear your voice. I need to hear you speak to me. You know, there have been, uh, when I was writing this program, I could recall three very specific times. And since I've written the program, I, I definitely recall two more times that I have really just um, cried out to the Lord. And, you know, that's kind of my nature, friends. You know, I'm not a quiet person by nature. I tend to be very... Um, <laughs> you have to run fast, oh, catch up with me. That's right, Ms. Evelyn. <laughs> you know, trying to slow down. I'm trying to listen more. I try to be more reaction. I, I, I tend, my personality tends mm-hmm. to be more reactionary. Yes. Um, and, and, I, and so... I'll let things build up and build up and build up and build up. And then all of a sudden I'm crying out to the Lord. Right. And um, that's what he wants you to do. Well, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, there there have definitely been times in my life, uh, you know, um, my first year of marriage um, when I was at Blend College uh, coaching there, just had some really difficult situations um, with just kids from very hard backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And my my heart was just just breaking for them uh when my daughter uh was going through her illness when my dad was going through his illness and my mom was just um so tired um and you know 
we have to get to a point where we are listening to God so we can stay close to him, frankly, friends, you know, first and foremost, so we can stay close to him. You know, Miss Evelyn, in John twenty sixteen, it says that, um, you know, as Mary Magdalene left the tomb and she starts going back to the city, mm-hmm. she encounters Jesus and, and Jesus says to her, Mary, and she turns toward him and she cries out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. She heard his voice because she knew him so well. Wow. She had actually seen him right before this and she didn't recognize him. Right. Like immediately, because I don't know if you've ever seen someone in the grocery store and you're not expecting to see them in the grocery store and you really don't recognize them at first. Right. Like that happens to me all the time. Where did you come from? I'm like, oh, gosh, you're out of place. Where do I know you from? And then she hears his voice Mm -hmm. and she knows him. You know, that's some that's that she remembered his voice. Mm indicates that she was very close to him and the other women were mm-hmm. and had great time serving him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not that um, other than a love that comes from the father himself that l- allowed them to do that. And Because women had very little to do. Uh, I mean, it was... With anything. Yes. That the men were doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Jesus treated them so well gave them a place at the table Mm -hmm. and I think that's so important for us to remember and so she turned immediately and called out and knows his name and that's because she was close to him yeah and and you know if you want to listen to God you have to get close to him through prayer and worship so that you know what his voice sounds like and I know that that sounds odd but Kathy's, you know, Bible study, this book that she's written, My Heart, His Voice, I mean, that is exactly what it's about so that we can understand our friend, we can understand our father, and we can hear his voice. Miss Evelyn, you know, we do that by spending time with him, um, by enjoying his presence. And when we focus on him, the troubles of our day yeah. seem to clear up right like we are like oh okay i can tackle this with you lord i appreciate that you know okay this is way better with you walking along right here beside me as i listen Miss Evelyn, what's another reason for us to listen to god's voice not only to stay close to him but we also listen to god to follow his will for our life talk us through that a little bit well he was unusual for the time in which he lived because um the law itself was handled by the government was handled by the the people that were lawyers the romans those that came in and took over mm-hmm. it was a time when change was coming i think and uh, it, it's really interesting to me how his father ended this thing with women on their knees before the pound of dirt you think about mm-hmm. it Mm-hmm. They could have put him in the wagon and run him down the river, but they made a place for him, mm-hmm. for people to remember. And sometimes that's what we gets gets us in trouble is we just forget what God's done for us and begin to plan our own life. We do it really. I think that the the block that that comes into is usually from. High school to college that first year, mm-hmm. uh, it's so different and so so hard. Uh, no family. You know, there's a lot of factors. And I think those women, because they had everything they had, had come from him. Mm-hmm. And they laid high-dollar stuff down on the ground around that thing. So, you know, it was not just, it wasn't a sexual thing. It was a godly thing. And we stop and think about that now. That's what we need to do is give it up. Well, yeah. and give he it had up. a will for their life, and they knew it. Yes. I mean, these women had been impacted in so many ways by Jesus. And, you know, Kathy, after we listen carefully to God's word, it's important for us as we look at life in Jesus to identify who we are in Christ 
Tell us a little bit more about this Mary Magdalene who was at the tomb of Jesus. I mean, Mary Magdalene, she had uh, what we would call not a great history. She came from a uh, a pretty dark background. Mm. And, and I love it that Christ didn't go after perfect, beautiful people. Uh, Christ's heart was for uh, the broken and the hurting and the desperate and the people that didn't know where else to turn. And, you know, I love it all through Christ's ministry. He always, he repeated this one phrase over and over again. He who has ears, let him hear. He who has eyes, let him see. And I think that Christ was saying all along, just repeatedly, look and listen, look and listen. And, I mean, I, I think of this every time I go and open God's word. He who has eyes, let him see. I have eyes. I can go and read God's word. He who has ears, let him hear. When I am, when I am seeing the words on the page, I expect to hear God's word for my life. And it's so important, Carrie, because the world is going to want to tell us who we are. The, the world is going to want to, you know, when it comes to Mary Magdalene, the type of things that the world would be telling her is that you're a lost cause. Mm-hmm. You're a nobody. Mm-hmm. There is no future for you. Um, but what Christ tells Mary Magdalene is that you are beautiful. You are loved. You are chosen. You didn't choose me. I chose you. And I have plans for your life. I have plans not to harm you as man would want to harm you, but I have plans to prosper you and to grow you. And so when with Mary Magdalene, like you said, Carrie, she was incredibly brave. But you know what? It takes a very simple, easy choice to say we choose the identity that Christ has for us. We will reject the identity that the world would want to place on us, but we accept the identity that Christ would 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 establish in us. And and I mean, I think that is life changing. And as it changes our life, then we then impact the world around us, which is I I think what this is all about. I mean. Christ is out there saying, hey, there are so many more that need my message. If you have my message, if you know my voice, if you know your identity in me, go and share that with those around you. And um, I, I love that when Mary didn't hesitate, I mean, when she when she saw, when she recognized Jesus' voice, she went and threw her arms around him. And this is a woman um, previously who had had um, problems with demonic possession. She had been a prostitute. Um, it was She had a horrible, horrible background, but Jesus had delivered her from all of that, and she did not forget who he was for a second, and she then did not, <clears throat> excuse me, she didn't forget who she was in him for a second. And so, I, I mean, her life was completely turned around. And I think that's what Jesus offers all of us for a beautiful life that is completely turned around in him yes. uh, for something beautiful and amazing. Well, and I think we can get so caught up in what we do as our identity. I will never forget whenever I was um trying to make the decision whether or not to get out of college coaching. I went to a mentor who Oh, my goodness. She just lives and breathes the scripture, and um, she's just such a, a beautiful, godly woman of character. And I said something to her about, well, you know, coaching is who I am. And she she looked straight at me, and she said, Carrie, no, coaching is not who you are. Coaching is what you do. Who you are mm-hmm. is a daughter of the king. You are a daughter of the king coaching is just what you do and I was like oh my gosh that really <laughs> puts everything into mm-hmm. perspective when you get your identity right when you get when you when you come to know who who and what your true identity is then everything else becomes clearer around us you know um so go ahead Miss Evelyn what I, I do when I get to that point mm-hmm. <laughs> really often is I say, Lord, what is it that you want me to be? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, be comes before do. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And when you, well, you just, I was looking at Kathy's uh, outline for us today, trying to keep me on track since I'm so dilly dilly. We don't understand that to the clarity of living. Um, And I think, especially in America, with the war that goes on between um, believers and non believers, people who are deeply involved in um, all kind of sex issues and mm-hmm. programs and things. When you sit down and think about it, what value is that to yourself? What value is this to my husband? Mm-hmm. And above all things, and my children, above all things, how will it fit? How can I live within God's perimeter the box that I'm in or the tower I'm on uh, in times like these. I feel that way a lot these days with the things that just continually uh, kick away at the church or, mm-hmm. you know, the family. It starts with the family. It does. It does, Miss Evelyn. You know, you always have such great words of wisdom. What, Lord, what do you want me to be mm-hmm. so that then I can go do those things that you've mm-hmm. called me to do? Um, wow, so great. So as we look at this life in Jesus, we have to listen carefully to God's word, identify who we are in Christ, and then F, follow through with who we are in Christ. Exactly what you just said, Miss Evelyn, after we identify and we say, Lord, who do you want me to be? Then when he says, well, okay, Carrie, here you go. Then we got to follow through and go do mm-hmm. What he just said. Now, Evelyn, given the lowly position of women in society in Jesus' day, which we've touched on a little bit today, what does his appearance to these women first say about his understanding of the importance of women? He appeared to them first. Well, (laughs) I would say the first thing he noticed is he was looking on the scene. The father's looking on. Jesus is looking on what's going on. Same way today. Uh, I think when when he realized, when the Lord Jesus realized that this was what it was going to be like to see women really crying, really seeking God's plan for their life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not a... Nutrition or anything, but I do know that women, I've read that women who have boys have more anxiety than those that have girls. Interesting. I've never (laughs) never thought about that. You know, what, what is it? Well, you know, there's, there's a manner in which God created for us to live. Mm -hmm. And the father, the husband is the protector. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that he's the ruler. And that's when we get in trouble. If we try to make one the ruler, uh, and and I really think that's what the men at the foot, watching the women at the foot, came to, came to realize. That who cared about this old guy? You know, he didn't have any money. He didn't have this, whatever. And yet, you know, his family or his friends are here to mourn. And, of course, their, their identity was such that if they were caught just, you know, offhand, uh, it would end all for them. I also think that Jesus saw that these were strong women and that they were going to be willing. You know, God orchestrated all of this, right? He could have had Peter or James or John or somebody else come to the tomb, right? But he didn't. He had the women. And they led the way because they were strong. Mm. Um, And I think it gives us... um, I think there was an excitement there, too. Absolutely. Because they remember what Jesus told them. And that's when we get in some trouble, Miss. (laughs) (laughs) It's when we forget what his instructions are. And they are holy and highly. Well, and they were following through Mm -hmm. on the calling that God had given them. And, friends, when we return to Love Talk, we're going to talk about this follow-through a little bit more because, you know, it's important for us to listen, Mm -hmm. right, carefully to God's voice. And it's important for us to identify who we are in Christ and and the plans that God has for us because his plans are are good and they're pure. Mm -hmm. 
Those are those an are eternal. The plans, an eternal that God has for us. But then it's up to us to follow through, Miss Evelyn. And these women were following through on the call that God had for their lives. And when we return to Love Talk, we're going to have Kathy really examine some scripture and look and see what the angels told the women to do after they found an empty tomb on Easter Day. They were given some instructions. Would they follow through on the calling God had for their lives? We'll find out when we return to Love Talk right after this. And thank you for joining us, friends, for Love Talk here on KTXW, the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership today as we are talking about new life in Jesus. That is life, L-I-F-E. And friends, we are just loving this discussion today. We're so grateful to have you with us. I am on my second cup of coffee. I don't know about you. You know, I tell you, my my uh, speech coach, a uh, coach Carrie and, and Miss Evelyn, he says, stay away from the coffee, drink water. Your voice will be so much better for it. But I just say my voice is so hopeless. I'm going to stick with the coffee because at least that helps my brain. So, it might say so bad friends. words. <laughs> so anyway, me. I want to I want to make sure me. that when I am on eight o'clock in the morning. Friends for Coach Carrie, this is like almost noon time, you know, for her because she's been up since like five in the morning. That's actually but for true. For me, yes. uh-huh. eight a.m. is horribly, terribly early. I would never be up before eight a.m. if it weren't for you. So, friends, I just uh, thank you for joining us. Love to be with you, and I'm going to get right into this. So, we are at the F in our L I F E acrostic. We have learned um, L is for listen carefully to God's word for you. I is to identify who you are in Christ, because, friends, that is an eternal identity. And F is follow through. And I want to tell you, the women, I'm going to talk about the women here, and I want to know, did the women follow through? We're going to listen, we're going to read, and we're going to see. So if we look in Matthew chapter 28, verses 5 through 8, this is the angels speaking to the women and kind of giving them a what's next kind of command. And uh, it says this, the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said he would come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. They got with it, and they went, but there was still something that Christ had special for them. It says, suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. Um, they came to Jesus, clasped his, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. And we see the women rushing off, going and following through and telling Jesus' disciples that he has risen. He is risen. He's the risen Lord and Savior uh, and that he is alive. And it's the same message that Jesus tells us that we have the privilege of sharing today. Well, it's interesting, you know, these angels, uh, they say, go quickly and tell his disciples. (laughs) And then it says, so the women hurried away from the tomb. You know, it makes me really think when the Lord gives me something direct and I know that I'm supposed to do something and maybe it's hard. Maybe the Lord, like we talked about last week, Kathy, as we approach the cross and things that are hard, maybe the Lord is telling me to let go of some bitterness or go and ask for forgiveness and I drag my feet. I have this picture of like a little toddler, you know, that doesn't <laughs> want to go to bed, you know, and it just drag, goes limp like a rag doll. Um, and I just wonder um, what I look like in God's eyes when he tells me, Carrie, go and go quickly. You need to. Do I drag my feet um, or do I hurry? And go do what he's commanded me to do. You know, Miss Evelyn, 
he said, go and tell the disciples that, uh, well, the angels say, go and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead. And then they meet Jesus on the road and he says, hey, don't be afraid. Just go tell, go tell my brothers to go to Galilee and I'll see them there. I'll catch up with you guys. Right. (laughs) And so they were commanded with their life in Jesus to go e exclaim and proclaim that Jesus is risen. So these faithful women were honored for their devotion. And he tells them, go, ex- go exclaim and proclaim the good news that he is not dead. He is risen. They came and saw what had happened at the tomb of Evelyn. And then they were told to go. To go and tell. Now, <laughs> give us some more insight on this go and tell, Miss Evelyn. Well, I can't do anything but sit here and laugh. <laughs> because uh, I compared it immediately to love talk. <laughs> uh, why is that, Miss Evelyn? Uh, that anybody, especially a woman, would spend 36 years doing radio mm-hmm. when she hated it as a child. <laughs> To me, it's kind of funny. But, you know, I've learned some things this year uh, in our celebration, and and it was wonderful, Kathy and Carrie. I just still, I go to sleep thinking about that because I sat Your birthday celebration? Yes, Mm -hmm. with my good friend Alan and Mercy uh, in front of me at the same table. And, and, you know, Van told me, say, you do not move. You stay on that table (laughs) because I was violating, really, the instructions I'd been given. You know, I was recuperating. Mm-hmm. And I, I know there must have been times in Jesus' life when he looked down and saw those women weeping over him. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, we don't see it from the same eyes as they see it mm-hmm. or they saw him. And uh, times, you know, today, it. I, I read a thing this week about how much, <clears throat> what, how much time did it take for you to do this, and how much time does it take you to do that? So I was thinking, oh, Lord, I've got to choose between this and that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I say that because sometimes we just break our backs trying to figure ways that God, we could get from God what we want. Mm. And, you know, that, that's not the right way. The right way is you give to him what he has. And then you live it with the power that comes through him. And I think those women just only got a spoonful of what, you know, he does for me today and does for you. And it's exciting. And that spoonful was huge to them. (laughs) Right? You know, um, and and, uh, to piggyback on that, Miss Evelyn, I think sometimes when we're commanded to do something that might be hard, you know, we might do it kind of kicking and screaming. And then after we've done it, we look back and we go, oh. Well, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> or, or I don't oh, measure good oh. and bad, as you girls know. Wow. If it comes out, God brought it out. Absolutely. If we're colluded him. And I think that we need more women speakers in our nation today. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that they're better than men, but, but because they have hearts that are seeking and serving many, many more. That, you know, man is, he's about pushing the plow and the lady is about riding the bridge. <laughs> Well, it's just a different perspective. It is. Right? We can learn so much from both. Um, it's just a different perspective. You know, women preachers have a, a different perspective on things. And I do believe that this account tells us that women are capable mm-hmm. of spreading the good news of Jesus. Period. And I, that gives me such joy to look at that Jesus. <laughs> and fun, you know. And fun that Jesus <laughs> believed so wholeheartedly in these women that um, he knew they would spread the Mm -hmm. word and spread the joy. And I think that's just so important. You know, these women were the first evangelists and faithful faithfulness is not, is not optional friends. They were the first people Mm -hmm. to proclaim this good news that Jesus was alive. A group of women who had supported Jesus's ministry. They were faithful with their resources they were steadfast at the cross two days before when the scene was horrific. Mm-hmm. And they prepared to fulfill, they were prepared to fulfill this final act of service at the tomb. These women did not allow adversity to keep them from ministering 
about their Savior and to their Savior. And I wonder for us, you know, when things get a little hard, what do we do? Mm -hmm. When things are a little hard for us, what do we do? Do we cower in the corner or do we say, okay, Lord, what's your path? Because I know you're making a way for me. But And what's that path? I got to find it. Help me to find it. I don't want to be here in this corner. You said the word we. Mm -hmm. You know, it's never he. Mm -hmm. It's we will do this. As you've said so many times, Miss Evelyn, it's uh, he plus me equals we, right? Uh And that's how we're commanded to walk through. I think that's what those women did. They thought, we've never done this before. You know, maybe we should do it today. Because life does roll from, well, you know, from who we are to who we want to be. And who we are in Christ. Yes, because those women could have been immediately arrested and taken they could have. You're right. I thought about that yeah. because they walked up on an empty tomb. Yeah. That's very true. Well, friends, I hope. Well, that and you I have, go ahead, Kathy. I love. I was just going to say. You know, I love that it says that they were um, afraid, yet they were filled with yes. joy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just you know it's God's scripture coming to life that perfect love overcomes fear. Mm-hmm. Is that when we are afraid. When we trust in God, he fills us with joy instead of fear to do what he has for us to do. Mm. So true. Thank you for those parting words today, friends. Uh, What is keeping you from the good life? Listen carefully to God's word, identifying who you are in Christ, following through with that identity in Christ. And then exclaiming and proclaiming the great love of Jesus. Friends, we love you so much. We wanted to tell you about one more item. NDPAustin.org. The Governor's Prayer Breakfast is coming up on May the 3rd, 6.30 a.m. at Kalahari Resort. You can reserve your tickets online at NDPAustin.org. And we're going to have the wonderful speaker, Ann Graham Lotz, the daughter of the late Billy Graham. And he even called her the best preacher in the family. Um, And uh, I know that Jesus is proud of that. Friends, we love you so very much. For my beautiful friend, Kathy Endebrock, and the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkgater, and we'll see you next time right here.